were able to share wonderful truths from your word that it will enlighten, encourage, and strengthen us to be, the, be all that you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray and all agreed said, amen. amen. So we're going to talk about being thankful. You know, over 120 times in the Bible, it talks about thanking God. Now, why would he have to keep reminding us about that? Probably because we don't do it enough. We don't thank God enough. We spend a lot of time praying and asking, petitioning, begging, beseeching, calling out to God, God, would you do this? God, would you come? God, would you straighten this out? And then when we get it, we just say, thank you very much. Praise the Lord. You're a great God. No, I think we should have as much energy, passion, and enthusiasm in thanking Him as we do in petitioning Him. Amen? I mean, when you buy a present for someone on their birthday or Christmas, and they open it up, and you don't want them just to say, well, thank you, thank you, appreciate that. No, you want them to get excited about it, don't you? You know, uh, Ron and Pat in the back there, uh, she surprised her husband for his birthday this, uh, this month, and he's never been to a Dallas game, Dallas Cowboy game. So she thought, hmm, what can I do? She put some thought into it. What can I do to surprise him and, and, and make him happy? So she bought him tickets for a Dallas Cowboy game. Isn't that wonderful? But on top of all that, she bought him in Dallas for the game in Dallas. <laughs> that means they had to get on the airplane and fly all the way to Dallas and see the Dallas Stadium in person for the first time in his life. So I asked Pat, I go, Pat, was he excited? He said, yes, he was so excited he raised his hands and said, praise the Lord. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do when, we, when he blesses us with something. He wants us to raise our hands, give him thanks, praise for what he has done. Amen? Not just a casual, passive, thank you, Lord, but a deep-seated, heartfelt Thank you, Lord, because when you have fellowship with the Lord, when he's talking with you and ministering to you and giving you guidance all your day, don't you just have a continual thanks in your heart? It's not the words, it's your, a grateful heart, a heart that's saying, thank you, Lord, for being with me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Amen. What else do we thank him for? Life, breath, salvation. Uh, harmony, peace. Amen? You remember how we were before we got saved, walking around, wondering what we're supposed to do, living in sin, doing whatever we wanted to do, didn't know what we were supposed to do. Then all of a sudden, God came and captured us and adopted us and cleansed us and sanctified us and made us his own and said, I want to do something in your life. In fact, I've got them all written down in a book before you were born. Oh, come on, talk to me. He didn't even consult you. He said, this is what I want to do with you based on what I put in your heart, based on the talents that you have. This is what I want to do in your life. Now, let me help you get there. Woo! Amen. Amen. Woo! Do you feel the presence of the Lord? He has a plan for you when you had no plan. When you didn't know what to do, he knew what to do. And when you finally said, okay, I yield to you, Lord God, I accept you, he said, okay, let's get on the pathway and start walking the walk that I wanted you to go. Amen? So we were, you know, they take a survey. How many of you 
uh, had to come to your to dire straits before you accepted the Lord. Let me just see your hands. I won't even. Okay, yeah, almost all of us. Okay, they say usually about three quarters to five six of the people wait until they have no other way to go and say, "Okay, Lord, I guess I'll do it your way." Amen. Because we were a mess going somewhere to happen. People looked at us like saying, when are they going to get it together? But he adopted us. He cleansed us. He, he uh, um, taught us about the Word of God. The Bible says at that time we were without Christ, being aliens from the citizenship of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. We were lost, didn't have God, no promise, no hope, no covenant, nothing. We were just stranded. But God, who was rich in mercy with his great love, wherewith he loved us, called us and brought us into his light. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's something we can thank him every day of our life and every day that we're in heaven. Every day we see him. They ask him, you know, when people get to heaven, they say, we still see the marks in your hands. Nobody else has marks but only you. And they ask the Jesus, why do you have those marks? To remind me what I did for you and for you to see what I did for you. We were lost. We had no... God didn't have to save us. He didn't have to. He could have just left us be the way we are and just, you know, go to hell and do all, you know, face the punishment that we inherited through Adam. But he didn't do that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall have everlasting life with him in gates, uh, uh, with uh, streets of gold and, and uh, pearl, gates of pearl. And God said, I am going to redeem you and give you a place with me forever and ever. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we thank him for his kindness, his gentleness, his wor- miracle-working powers. His, uh, uh, for our health, the fact that he makes everything work out. And, and see, we have to thank God. for. Have you ever been to a store or a restaurant or uh, a hotel, anywhere you're going, and you see somebody there and you open the door for them? Let's see what that looks like. Yeah, and, and, and they don't say thank you? <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? You open the door and you expect at least a thank you, right? And they look you in the eye and they just walk right by. You go like, I don't get mad at that, but I, you know what I think to myself? Your mama didn't teach you no manners. You feel like running after it. You're supposed to say thank you, right? So I don't want to be, <laughs> look at this. They're not even acknowledging him. Just thank you, you know, like he don't work there. You know, he's doing, a fa- he's doing them a favor, Right? And so I don't want you or somebody to say to you that your pastor didn't teach you how to say thank you, Jesus. Amen? (laughs) We're going to learn today how to say thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's look at it right here. Uh, Okay, so let's look at the first scripture. Psalms 105, 1 through 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing songs to him, talk of all his wondrous works. This is the uh, King David talking about what we're supposed to do. And I like the way he starts it up. Oh, oh, by the way, (laughs) oh, in case you've forgotten, oh, I just want to remind you, give thanks to the Lord, right? David, in his days, he set up thanks, uh, 
praise and worshipers, to thank God all the day long, 24 hours uh, a day. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. So let's, no, no, keep going back there. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Now, what is His name anyway? What is the name of God? He's got several of them, right? Yahweh. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He's Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Jehovah Nisi, his banner over us is love. He's the the God of breakthrough. Whatever you need, God can do it for you. So you call on his name. Lord, I know you're my provider. Lord, I know you're my healer. Lord, I need you to come. I'm calling on you. And what your, his name is, is what he can do. If you need a plumber, what, if you help with your plumbing, what, who do you call? A plumber, right? If you need some painting done, you call on the painter, right? Did I say that right? All right. If you need help with your plumbing and you call the painter, what does he say? I don't do that. I, I, that's the, you called the wrong number. But guess what? Jesus said, I'm everything. Whatever you need... I'll be that for you. I am what you need. Amen? So if you, uh, if, if, since he can't come in the flesh, he sends people to come in and help you. So, for instance, this week, my wife has been asking me to paint the upstairs offices. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, typical. <laughs> the Lord will provide. <laughs> You know, before we were first married, we had a honeydew list. My wife had had like 15 things on a honeydew list, and I would just delay, delay, delay till we moved, and then we'd go to another house and have another list. And so, but here we're not moving, so I said, Lord, Lord, help me. So I'm uh, relaxing this week, and my neighbor rings the doorbell. <laughs> Nowadays, it's so funny when people ring the doorbell, we get scared, you know, like... It used to be when we were kids and somebody rang the doorbell, we'd run to the door. Oh, somebody's here. Welcome. Come on in. How are you? Bless God. Now it's like, get out, get out, get out. (laughs) So my neighbor comes and he says, "Uh, my friend has to do 20 hours of community service. Do you have that at your church? I go, yes, we do. He goes, and he's a painter. I, I, I said, what did you say? He said, he's a painter. I said, bring him down. We're ready for him. So he painted two rooms upstairs, starting to work on the third one on the youth. The youth are picking out their colors or everything. And the Lord has provided. But you know what? What? Sometimes it takes so long for the Lord to answer, doesn't it? Just wait. Easy, easy, baby. Easy. It's going to happen, right? Pastor Charlie, I remember one time we were believing for a a dryer. Our washing machine broke, and so we we, uh, went to the laundromat for a while. We got tired of that, and we said, okay, let's let's just go buy a washing machine. So we did. Then the dryer went out, and he said, I'm tired. 
I said, I'm tired of this. Let's just wait. Let's believe God. And sure enough, it took about a month, but all of a sudden, someone, I asked a, a guy that had a lot of houses uh, that he rented, 32 houses. I said, do you have an extra dryer around? He goes, mm. he looked at all his files. He says, no, I don't have any dryers, but here, here's $500. Go buy yourself a dryer and, and be blessed. I said, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I called my wife and I said, guess what? She said, you got the money for the dryer. I said, how'd you know? <laughs> God always provides. Sometimes it's not exactly the way you want it or in the timely manner that you want it. But like Pastor Charlie and I did that skit here, you seed time and harvest. You plant seed. You water it. You wait for it to grow. We planted some seed out here at my son's house and my house. And every day we go look at it. I don't see anything. Well, water it. Next day, nothing. What's happening here? And you just water in faith, believing that you know that God's, the seed is going to produce in the ground. Amen? It will do it. Have confidence. Pastor Charlie was saying that's the farmer uh, gets a chance to rest after they've prepared the soil, tilled it, got it ready, put the fertilizer in, put the seed, and then they can rest. So we can rest in the Lord. Just keep watering. Just keep thanking God for His provision and His Word to come to pass. Amen? It's called Seed Time and harvest. Is that not right? Praise the Lord. So let's see here. Uh, it says here in Jeremiah 33, call unto me and I will answer thee. It doesn't say call unto me and I'll get back to you at a later date. No, I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Here's a stark reality. We don't know everything. We don't know where the provision is. We don't know how to get to it. We don't know how to bring it to us. We don't know where it is. But God says, I will show you great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. He has an aerial view. He can look down. He has his people stationed, petitioned to help you. And he has money ready to uh, provide for you. But if we just keep the seed in the ground, don't dig it up and look at it and say, oh, what happened? Oh, put it back in there. No, you have to let it grow, and God will answer your prayer. Amen? Uh, but it says, call unto me, and I will answer. I don't know if you old saints used to have this, that uh, uh, song. It went, um, just call him up and ask him, what, tell him what you want. Remember that song? Yeah. Call him up and ask him what. I, I don't think you need to call him up. I think you need to hang on the phone and don't hang up. <laughs> just I'm, I'm here, Lord. I'm, I'm not hanging up. You know, sometimes people come to the church and they want to find something, and I'm directing them, and they say, don't hang up. Don't hang up. I, I'll wait till I find it. I say, okay. So, okay, go down the hall. Okay, it's on the left. It's on the bottom shelf. You see it? You got it? Okay. All right. Good. Good. And so what we have to tell the Lord, Lord, don't hang up. Stay in contact with me. I'll stay in contact with you. You stay in contact with me. I heard this story about Mario Murillo. What, what a, a, a funny story. Mario Murillo was truly a friend of ours. I mentioned some people that were celebrities that we were friends, but they never call us or don't recognize us, don't remember us. But, <laughs> but Mario really does recognize us. <laughs> in fact, we were in a restaurant one time, and uh, this girl was hitting on him. Can you imagine that? A girl hitting on a man of God. I think he was, I don't know if he was married or in the 
process of divorce. And he saw us, and he said, hey, Pastor Chuck and Marianne, come over here, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> and he talked with us, and, and then she left, and he said, thank you for bailing me out. Woo, that was a close one. That girl was just on me. And I said, no problem, Mario, any, any, any time. But he, he has, a, has a, a way of staying in close uh, proximity proximity to the Lord, in fellowship with Him, that He can talk to Him directly. And so He's going to go to this healing service. The Lord told Him, I want to use you for uh, healing in the San Francisco area. He said, Lord, I am tired. I have spent 10 years up there. I've gotten 250,000 people saved. I used 2,000 workers, and I am tired, and I'm just ready. I quit. And He writes it out there. Dear God, I quit. Signed, Mario Marul. Anybody ever, do, ever have that paper? And so the Lord said, well, before you quit, just go upstairs and pray. And he said, I don't want to do that because if I go up there, I know you're going to give me another mandate and I'm going to have to do something and I don't want to do it. He said, just go up there and pray. So he went up there and prayed and the Lord said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon you in San Francisco and you're going to see great healings. And he said, well, Lord, now see, this is the way you can talk to the Lord sometimes. He said, Lord, you're going to have to show me that right now. And guess what happened? The phone rang. And he said, I'm not answering it. <laughs> I know it's the Lord. <laughs> so he picks it up, and there, this guy says, uh, are you Mario Murillo? He says, yes. He goes, this is Bob Dylan. And he, he said he had a friend that knew how to do imitations. And he said, oh, come on, Alan, stop it, you know. Uh, I'm not in the mood for teasing right now. No, I don't know who Alan is, but this really is Bob Dylan. And I am having a concert. Uh, up in San Francisco, and I need you, I just got saved, and I need you to come up and pray over the congregation, over the people. He said, uh, can you do that? He goes, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> and so he hung up. So that's the way you talk to the Lord. So he went to go pray, and he said, Lord, I can't go to this service because my wife has a hip problem, and it won't go away, and we're getting ready to go. So if you're going to use me, you got to heal my wife before I go. So he went downstairs and prayed, and he, after about a half hour, went up, and the wife said, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's good. See, there's a relationship that you have. You don't just call and leave it there. You call and stay connected with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's look at the next uh, verse. Uh, no, did we skip one? Go back up one. Call upon the Lord, for He's worthy. Make known His deeds among the people. Do we have that one? Maybe you need to go up more. Huh? <laughs> I'll have to improvise here. We want to... No, go, let's go back to the... Yeah. Make known His deeds among the people. Talk of all His wondrous works. You know, my wife had a situation this week where her boss, or this month, her boss said, you need to go out to different sources and tell them about Kaiser and how to uh, get connected with Kaiser and how all the, all the uh, job opportunities they are. And she said, are you kidding me? Where, where am I, who am I going to go to? And her boss said, go to the veterans. She said, well, where are veterans? She said, I don't know, and left it on her. She had to make three of them. Three places where veterans would listen to her. And so it was like, oh, what? on top of everything else, what am I going to do? <laughs> and so the Lord told her, 
go, go to uh, the colleges and talk to the veterans associations and, and ask them if they would like someone to come in. Sure enough, she called five, five of them. All five of them said yes. Only three of them were able to connect her before the end of December. And so she went on her first one last week. She's got two others booked. How, how do you say thank you to that? Thank you. How many times can you say thank you? Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Talk of all his wondrous works. Okay, now let's go to this one. Glory. Uh, no, let's go glory to, glory to his name. Next one. There we go. Now, you ready? You guys, you guys, are you guys ready? Bring it. It says, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. It also means continually. So that word glory, I looked it up. Let's see the definition. The definition of glory is translated hallel. Do you know where we get that word in our, huh? Hallelujah. Very good. And what does that mean? It means to shine, to make a show, to boast, and thus to be clamorously foolish to rave, to celebrate. That sounds like a party, doesn't it? Sounds like a Holy Ghost party. Sounds like people are just clamorously foolish, praising God, raising their hands, dancing, shouting, jumping for joy, spinning about. Does it sound like that? Have you ever done that? I'm looking. Okay, I got, a, I got an amen here. This is the same kind of dance that David danced. And his wife, Michael, was M-I-C-H-A-L, was looking down from the window and saw David dancing, doing crazy stuff. And the Bible says she despised him in her heart. Why? He, she said, and you call yourself a king? And you're acting so foolishly? And what did he tell her? If you think this is foolish, I'll be even more foolish for the Lord. I have no dignity. I'm just a human that I'm so thankful that the Lord saved me, redeemed me. And so I'm celebrating his glory. And you know what happened to her? She never had a child again. She never had a child. God said, I'm going to close up your womb for you attacking somebody that's dancing before the Lord. So here's my thought for you. There's a song that we used to sing. Do you remember? I will dance like David danced. Yes. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. You know, a lot of times people will sing that and they just sing, they just sing it like this, you know. I will dance, I will dance, dance like David danced. And the song leader's going, wait, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, listen, you know, something. <laughs> I'm right, huh? So I, I went to a church where they, they, they would dance, they would shout, they would knock over pews, they would do all kinds of crazy things, you know. People would have to get, have you ever been there where they have to hold hands and the, the girl was jumping up and down and you had to keep her locked in, otherwise she would, you know, crash into the tree or something? <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> you've been there, right? Maybe you've seen it on TV, right? They hit people and pow, you know. But 
I want to play this song and invite you to dance like David dance. Now, it took me a while to get a hold of this. You know, it took me a while to get my feet to jump in. So, you know, some people don't like dance that much. They don't move. But you should do have a little, a little something, you know, a little something, something, yeah. You know, so I, you know, have it a little uh, contemporary way of singing. It's by Savannah. So I'm, we're going to play this. It's only three minutes. And so if you feel like dancing, the dance floor is open. <laughs> You can let it hang out, you know. This is kind of like doing homework here before you get home because, you know, you'll get home and you forget, oh, well, that's right, I was supposed to dance. Uh, but you can act clamorously foolish in the Lord. So this is a group. It's got a little Latin beat to it for those of you that need a little spice in your life. So let's see how it goes, Billy. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You may be seated if you can. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says the Lord is dancing over us. Did you know that? So if he's dancing and we're not, he's like saying, come on now, let's dance together. Praise God. Amen. And I like what um, Lily said. She says, I hadn't danced for a long time. And she said, I started dancing and the spirit of the Lord came in. And he does. He will come in because he said, I, I can relate to that. That looks like heaven to me. I'll come and inhabit the praises of his people. Praise the Lord. So as we conclude, uh, are you ready to conclude? <laughs> All right. The Bible says to seek the Lord continually. That doesn't sound like us as Christians today, does it? We go to church on Sunday, we do a little devotions here and then, but we don't seek Him continually. We have to stay continually hooked up to Him, thanking Him for all that He's doing. And so I've got this little acronym for PRAY. And, you, you know, because you need something to hang your, your hat on, right? You know, some action uh, points. People say that if you just talk, people forget. But if you have something that they can hang uh, their hat on. So PRAY. Prayer, pray. Uh, the P means praise God for who He is. Amen? With all of your heart. And it's based on the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Amen? You praise God for who He is. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. You know, if you don't do anything else... Praise His holy name. Amen? I, I sense the Holy Spirit is coming in on this one, so just kind of get your hearts ready. Pray. Pray. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. R, redirect yourselves to walk with Him. Amen? You have to redirect your life to Him and His purposes. That's where it says, your kingdom come, your will be done, not on earth but as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You re, he, he wants to direct you in the pathway you're supposed to go. He's supposed to allow uh, your steps to be ordered by Him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is so good. I don't know if you're enjoying it, but I am. Pray. So you praise God, first of all. You get into His presence. You ask Him to redirect my life, Lord, and the way you want me to go. Ask in faith. It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. 
have a forgiving heart. I just um, feel like the Lord is saying that uh, he's breaking off of us, the church, a form. Uh, we're used to a way of doing things, and like it becomes like a habit and a ritual, and that God is wanting to break us away from that, and so that we depend on him more, and that we rely on him more for how to do things. And he wants to break off an idea in us where we're like boxed in and thinking he's going to do things a certain way. And even things that are coming that we've been believing for, we're expecting God to to do things a certain way. And, And he's saying no, that we're to trust him with it and let it go release it to him and that uh, he's going to work it for you. He's going to do it for you, but we're to rely on him. And he, he's saying, even as I was with Moses, I will be with you. So, Amen. Thank you, Lord. And that leaves us with the last, it, it ties into the last uh, part of this, why yield to his authority. Believe he has a plan for you, and he's able to fulfill it if you yield to his leading. Amen? Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Praise him. Let him redirect you. Ask in faith. Yield to his authority, and let God be God in your life. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. He has made us. He has created us, and he knows how to fulfill us and guide us and direct us. So, Father, we thank you that as we give our hearts and our lives to you, we have a new lease on life a new attitude of thanking you, being in close fellowship with you, being intimate with you, and asking you to do great things in our life. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, and all agreed, said, amen. amen. We're going we're gonna to sing that song that we sang at the beginning.